Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Value Line Observer, brought to you by the Value Guys. I'm Vern Value. And I'm Val Hughes. And we're 20-year or maybe a little more Wall Street veterans that have taken on secret identities, adopted disguises, changed our voices so that, well, frankly, we can keep our jobs. Uh, because our bosses to be frank. would never allow us to bring you our unfiltered, unvarnished, unrehearsed, true, um, reliable, Reliable? No, that implies no, some type no, of warranty, and there is well, none Well, the caveat of that. section comes yeah, we'll, up Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Views on stocks. Every week uh, we get together, like we have for years, to talk stocks, and um, we look for ideas in this week's Value Line Investment Survey. Um, but before yes. we get to that and some stock ideas, Fascinating. Uh, we want to remind everybody that this is for entertainment purposes only. We may own all the stocks we're talking about or have other conflicts of interest, I, frankly, you know, owning them is probably the number one conflict of interest. And importantly, but, we're very But there could be others uninformed. in secret ways and that we're not allowed to tell secret you or ways. would never tell you. And uh, um, and behind all of this, of course, it's lingering is, on a bit, is isn't this it, Bern? veneer. What? Uh, I don't know that I've heard you say cases, veneer on the show before. Well, it's frankly, sometimes here. we don't know what we're talking about, right? Oh, oh the veneer. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. um, sometimes there are adult beverages involved. Uh, be. Learn more about us. Uh, please visit our website, uh, www.thevalueguys.com. In the second half of the show, I'm going to be back to talk about Oracle and a couple less well-known names. But first, I'm going to turn the show over to the Zorro of Wall Street, <laughs> Val Hughes. Thank you very much, for You know, you used to do the alliterative introductions, and that seems to... Uh, well, can you p- try to put something with Zorro? Well, why use got? Zorro at all? That's, well, I mean, why not? It, I mean, I'm not, I can't, you know, I was not an English don't major, know, so. Uh, it's very difficult to define no, I know. inspiration. I know, right? absolutely. So. Your, who, your muse uh, was Zorro this week. That's mm, nice. Yeah. Um, okay, well, you know, it's been a fun the time. The Banderas one, I, you know, obviously. Okay, I, I didn't see that. Uh, like I do every Son week, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Vern. Uh, this is Val Hughes. I've got three value ideas this week I want to bring to you. It's a little bit after hours, and I'm a little un- underprepared this week. I don't want to imply that I'm not prepared because I'm somewhat prepared, uh, but not as much as I'd like I, to be. You've written well, some I stuff have. there. I've got some commentary. I'm sure it's all very you know what I noticed last week is I go through the commentary, and then I notice I've paid no attention to the notes I've made over the last hour. So who knows how this works, but we're just, uh, it's after work. and uh, Well, at least you do it in page and, number order. Yeah, I do. I do that. If there's one thing I do, it's go in page number order. Um, first up this week, 1-800-Flowers.com. I mean, they've got every media uh, channel covered with that name, pretty much. <laughs> uh, page 2627. Now, I know I've talked about this before. 2627? Does that amuse you? Well, right. for a numerologist, I think that's oh, well, a good. pretty cool Well, now pattern. we know some of your secret sauce in your stock picks. Uh, 2627 is the page number. Read along. Here's my theme. First of all, it's cheap. On an enterprise value to EBITDA basis, it's four times. That gets my interest right off. I don't have to know anything else if I see that. That means if I buy it, all the debt, all the stock, I take the cash out, and I get EBITDA, of four times, that's a 25% return on the money I just paid for the company. You know, long bonds are 3.5% or whatever the heck they are. That's a huge gap 
that can make up for the mistake you might be making if you possibly are overpaying or if earnings don't show up. You got a big cushion. The stock is down from 13 in 07 to value line says 257 right now. It's Thursday night. I, I don't know what the close is. But, uh, you know, that's a long way. Sales are down a little bit, but not 80% or whatever that is. They were 14 a share in 07. They're 13 now. If you don't know what these guys do, they sell flowers with uh, over the phone or on the Internet. And, that, you know, maybe that's obvious in the name. How do I get a hold of them? <laughs> I have no idea. Look that up on Google. Um, and what they've done is, and I've met these guys, I've covered them, I've owned it. I don't own it now, but at this price I am looking at it. They're a direct marketer at the core. You know, originally over television, and then, um, you know, obviously you dial in. Then they took a big, you know, big move onto the Internet, and they created a site that was easy to use. They built some distribution, so they had fixed cost of distribution, and so incremental revenue uh, fell to the bottom line, and they built what a, a, a business around focusing on low-cost distribution and low-cost what's called customer acquisition. So they hone the skill at getting someone to buy something from them with mailers, with television, cheap cable, Internet, you know, and they have stats on all this. How much does it cost to get a customer? How much does that customer tend to spend over their life as a customer? They present value all this stuff. It's a science in there. And they have so many things going on on the Internet I can guarantee you they have some PhDs in statistics in there honing this data to find who the buyers are and find them cheap and who's the best lifetime customer and all that. And what they've been doing is adding brands around that central distribution. So they own, I think, a candy company, Seas Candy, and I think they own uh, some gift companies. Well, maybe it's, uh, who do they own? That's Buffett's business. Okay, yeah, you're right. No, they, they own a candy company. I forget which one. It doesn't say here. And they bought other um, brands like Plow and Hearth, the Catalog, Great Food, Hearth Song, so, you know, kid stuff, the Popcorn Factory, Wine Tasting. So they can cross-utilize the lists from all these catalogs and all these, you know, brands. And, and again, their focus is low-cost acquisition, get higher share of wallet and all that. I think that they have a, a, a cost uh, that's fixed, that has all this infrastructure in place, and a little bit of revenue is going to go a long way to boosting their margin, because right now their operating margin is in the mid-single digits, and that's just too low. I think there's a ton of leverage here to higher revenue, and it's just a matter of time, with the theme being low-cost providers gain share, a low-cost customer acquisition gain share, and they've got both. Uh, they may have overpaid for a couple of these properties a few years ago, everyone was overpaying for everything, and so obviously they did as well. Um, but I think by and large you've yeah, got... Yeah, but that shakes out in EBITDA. I think it does. Uh, well, but, you know... What kind it, of multiple it, do you have? Yeah, I mean, it, it does, but I think ultimately you you know, you know don't have the EBITDA uh, that you would have if you'd, if you'd bought them better or the enterprise value to EBITDA is you know, higher than it would have been otherwise. Well, that, okay, the other so, part of the equation. Um, that's what else can I say? Value Line thinks everything's bad right now. It is. Uh, they're obviously in a sort of uh, wants, not needs category. Last week I suggested that the stock market, anyway, from an opportunity point of view, is at a place where wants, not needs, have an opportunity to do better because needs have done well. Right now there's no expectation for Christmas. You know, the consumer is maybe stirring, but people still are counting on kind of a week Christmas, a week next year. And I think that there could be a surprise on the upside. It's certainly you know, already priced in that it's not going to do well. So 1-800-Flowers.com, good business, cheap price, page 2627.
What do you think of that, Vern? Next up, you've done that a, one. Before. I think it's a great page you, number. You have done, <laughs> you've done that stock in the past. I, I have. I uh, yeah. I think there's. I get, yeah. I, I think there's um, been a an an effect a drag on profitability here uh, from the change in bus, business model for flowers delivery and now more broadly, I guess, gift delivery, um, and it's. You know, you've had to. This is a mom and pop industry, so they're forcing consolidation, and uh, they're going to come out on the other end with a much larger share of available market. And this is exactly the kind of economy where they'll survive. Right. And a lot okay. Of their competition great. Won't. Thanks very much. For All right. Next up, Accenture. Hey, I thought that was Ticker. a good point. It was a good point, but it was dragging on a little bit. Oh, okay. ACH. Page 2569, Accenture is the uh, IT consulting arm of Arthur Anderson, which, if you don't know the story, you know, two guys at Arthur Anderson did something wrong, and then a 50,000-person firm was shut down by the federal government. So there's books on it. It wasn't the, you know, the, the heroic moment for the government in that situation. But a lot of businesses came out of it. Accenture was one of them, and uh, they focus on IT. The stock is... Not down that much, but it trades at a 13 PE, 20% discount to the market PE, on an enterprise value to EBITDA basis. Again, enterprise value, if I buy all the stock at market price, buy all the debt, uh, take out the cash, and they have a lot of cash. They have $4 billion in cash, 690 million shares. I mean, the math on that, what, 7 8 bucks a share? So you get a little bit of that back. Uh, they, in fact, are... Uh, Quite a bit net cash positive. They have almost no debt. A million seven in debt, four billion in cash. So they're seven times EBITDA. And if I look at that as a, you know, the inverse, it's one over seven, a fourteen percent cash return on the money I just spent for the company. And then I'm going to get some growth. Value Line thinks these guys can grow eleven percent. The thesis on that would be there's all kinds of new regulation coming, and regulation requires software, consultants, all kinds of things. Companies don't have in-house expertise on this stuff. And when you hire consultants, you know, you don't, it's FTE, you know, full-time equivalent. You don't have to pay benefits and health care and stuff like that. So, and, and, you know, it's easy to fire people who don't actually work for you if they're doing a bad job. So there's lots of reasons outsourcing will gain share during these times. And this regulatory environment is going to drive uh, their business. Value Line says they're doing you know very well right now. Top line go, growing surprisingly well. They're well diversified across a lot of industries. High tech, uh, financial services, resources, 12% of their business is government. They're everywhere. And what they do is in a world where companies are merging, they come in and they integrate all the software from different systems and all that to talk so you can, you know, stop the duplication and um, get more efficient and have information available across the whole company. And, you know, no one knows how to do that in-house. You have IT departments squabbling amongst themselves. You have to bring people in from the outside who can just make it happen, and these are the guys that can do that. They put a 60% return on capital up. They have no debt, tons of cash, as I said, 14% operating margin. The only negative I'd say here is it's largely a people business, and so it's hard to get economies of scale. But on the other hand, you know, the mar that means the margin won't go up too much. They can, you know, maybe do it by mix, get high, higher hourly rates on their people, and undoubtedly that's going on. They're putting up about a 14% operating margin. But I think this thing looks great. It's down from, uh, you get a little discount. The high was 44. It's a 35 Accenture.
page corporate, corporate profit story. And then finally, uh, one I've talked about probably too much. I own it. United Online, ticker UNTD, page 2632. This is a business that's half old dial-up Internet with brands like Net Zero and uh, some others that I'm not thinking of right now, Blue Light, Juno, and they get like 9 or 10 bucks a month for dial-up Internet. Now, that's shrinking pretty fast. It's like, you know, radioactive waste that has a half-life. So it's about a third of these customers go away every year. But it's 90% gross margin, and that's funded their investment in other online properties like classmates they own, um, and they own a couple of other things, some kind of points business they own. Uh, and, th and then they recently bought FTD, so they end up being a bit of a competitor to 1-800-Flowers in that they've got this great Internet presence, particularly on classmates. Classmates and FTD kind of go together. You want to date someone. You want to send them flowers. Um, from your you know, high school? From your it's high school? everything now. It's not just high school. You Classmates is your work environment. I mean, they're trying to morph. So this is like a version of eHarmony or something? No, 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 no. It's just a way to get in touch with people based on affiliations with schools, with military, with jobs, with churches, any groups you can sort of find on Classmates. It's not like Facebook. But, again, it's a, a social networking site where they can drive traffic, drive it to their products. They know a lot about these people. They reduce customer acquisition costs. That's the key. The Internet is gaining share of advertising. It's gaining share of uh, retailing, and they've got low-cost customer acquisition. They should have low-cost customer fulfillment over time with product um, as they uh, gain How big is this revenue. company? It's uh, a billion in revenue. The market cap is $625 million. Enterprise value, $800 million. It's four times. It's priced just the like... The enterprise value is less than one-time sales? Enterprise value to EBITDA. Uh, it's it's right wow. in, right in that line. Twenty two percent operating margin, mid you know low return on capital. They overpaid for some. Is that properties a real dividend? Ago. Yeah, five percent yield. And what you could get here, they did try to IPO classmates a few years ago, but uh, that you know failed as we were really heading into the decline. There's a chance for that to come back, and I think that's gravy. So United Online, page twenty six thirty two, and with. Uh, a lot of ado this week, Vern. A lot. Why? Well, because this beverage is so delicious. And I'm happy here's, to hear uh, that. Here's to you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Vern Value, everyone. Vern Ooh. Value. Hold your applause till the end of the show, please. Yeah, don't forget about this. Um, that it's little. Negative. That little. Oh, it is? Yeah, negative. Ah, okay. Uh, Timing thing. I'm going to uh, be doing my stocks, uh, you know, as the originator of the idea, idea of doing the stocks in page number order. I'm going to do them what? that way. You yeah, I know. I'm so pleased that. that so pleased that you decided to go that? to that. You know, 100. What are you talking about? You know, that's why I went away from it. When you went to it 100, percent I thought that is a you complete know, I've done fabrication. So I'm going to long time. Move on to, all the shows are online, so you know you're going to have to go back to some really old ones to I, hear me. I innovated that years ago. Also, um, using English was my that's idea. It's not really my. No, memory. it was. <laughs> it's not my memory. <laughs> how it went. Uh huh. Mm, okay. Okay. My well, I I would recommend. Well, the language it thing is mine. Okay. So first stock I'm going to do is actually I think I may have talked about this last time, um, but I want to bring it back again because it's got great value metrics. And uh, if you think that the, uh, the uh, U.S. consumer is uh, going to be under pressure uh, uh, in terms of overall 
I do think they will. Uh, household income. It's just not as much debt available and the income. Yeah, and, um, and purchasing power, uh, aggravated by significantly higher savings rates. So it's not just a question of how many people have a job and whether they can get paid well for it or not. Um, it, it, Cash America runs a very professional um, sort of... Uh, Pawn shop, Vern. Well, Just it's say a pawn it. shop, but they, I think they do, they do it do professionally. A nice, yeah, yeah they nicely. Do, they do a nice job of making it more comfortable yeah, of course. for the person who needs to... It's like you a know, euthanasia type of thing, pawn shop. Yeah, no, yeah, no one wants to nice. have to go there, but... Well, if you need to go, well, here's the place well, you'd be comfortable. buyers like going there. There's a good deal. You, I think they're going to capture. You did this capture... last time on the show, and you likened it to eBay in a different way. It's a trading. It's a marketplace. Mm-hmm. And why would anyone? It's, there's nothing wrong with going there. They trade in some Just valuable Just like you have people equipment. that have turned uh, selling d- different kinds of products on eBay into a full-time job. Yeah, I mean. There are people that re, you know buy and resell product out of these places to do that. I, there's actually some credit given to higher merchandise sales helping the bottom line currently. I think the idea here is that the market decided that this business had peaked, or at least expectations had peaked, and so there's just nowhere else to go. It's strictly a, a bad you know, bad news economy kind of story, but I'm looking at uh, a strong outperformance relative to market from a bottom right after the recession ended in 2002 all the way through 2004. Corrected and then took off 05 through 06. I mean, beating the market in fairly significant. Uh, there's a sort of a, you know, it's a sort of a twisted backwards L shape that has started on the relative performance again because this stock corrected massively between highs at 48 in 06, 07, and 08. Okay, all three years, it, the stock peaks at 48. It traded down to 12 earlier this year, 27 uh, as of today. And at that price, it's about nine times earnings. It's less than 10 times free cash flow. It's less than one times revenue. And it's a little under, it's about one point, it's about a 15% premium to book. So really cheap. Uh, I get an enterprise value using current stock price, equity 815. There's $430 million of debt, $25 million of cash, about a $1.2 billion uh, enterprise value, $200 million of EBITDA uh, to be relied on according to value line. I have a multiple a little over six times there. Um, it's six times gross cash flow. They generate a decent return on capital, I think in excess of their own cost of capital, running right around 9 to 10% for the last five years. Uh, they leverage that, of course, into you know, sort of mid-teens return on equity. And, um, you know, as, uh, the, uh, as the insightful analyst points out here, uh, the economy will eventually get better, and when that happens, they, you know, they could have some effect on their business. But there's a, long, a lot of room Bad between effect. now and then, okay? Negative effect. And expectations recently in the market appear to have built that, we, that we're, we're over the hump, we've seen the worst, Things are going to get better. What about that? That would help explain why this stock got slaughtered, and I think there's room for overall expectations. Can they gain uh, share of that business? Is that, you know, an opportunity for them to grow by acquisition? I think that would 
that could be an important part of the story. They just open more locations, and they own. But what's they their own a, share of the pawn shop industry? I don't know. Is there? They own see, a, a big key to this could be: is the industry consolidating? Is it mostly mom and pops, and they're big, but they just swallow everyone up, and they could be twice the size, even if the industry's not so good. Well, they have a billion dollars in revenue, so yeah, I think they're uh, much larger than. They own a. have a series of acquisitions. What do they own? They own a share of a business in that's Mexico what I'd be checking. that's growing very rapidly. Um, How's the brand? See, does it are say they buying here? people? I don't know. You know, I don't know. Yeah, Why are you key... rambling on like I'm just, this? That's my key question. The symbol is CSH. I think it's a fair I, you know, sometimes we don't know anything about I'm, the stocks I'm, that we're But you won't about. know if I don't ask. Anyway, ask. take a look at CSH, Cash America. Look, I'm running out of time now because I had to step in here for. Look, I mean. I promised everybody I was going to talk about Oracle. I'm going to talk about Oracle now for a little bit. Some, tra- of course, trades on the symbol ORCL, dominant market share leader in uh, really the backbone business systems that run today's businesses. They're particularly strong in uh, middle market and up. Um, it really the middle market they dominate that run everything. Yeah, databases. Uh, and as Value Line points out, middleware software, middleware, and some application software. But you know, new software licenses are only thirty percent of revenue. The uh, recurring, you know, updating and supporting the existing product half the business. Okay. Yeah. So it's they're right between the upperware and the the bottomware. It's sort of like <coughs> the best industrial businesses you'll run into: big installed field population. Make big margins, taking care of the people who are then locked into it. You can't make the same capital well, keep, investment. Keeping people from getting fired, and they get big fees to do that. <coughs> Nothing can go down. So we like the business model here. They're going to buy. You, s- you like? Okay, I like. Yeah, and, don't and say some other we. people. The do. people will think. No, there are well, we. Who? Wait, Who's we? Why would you assume that I'm talking about you? Well, because I'm sitting next to you, and you're saying we. I, I think the you're being awfully technical. Quick. The listener might think you mean we in the sense of us, but, but no, I don't know anything about it. The second thing I want to talk about is they, they're going to buy Sun Micro. Now, this is very controversial because you've got a software producer that's going to get into the hardware business with the idea that they can get into the storage business to, if nothing else, store the, the, their ever-expanding databases. I, I think they're meat. Um, they apparently see synergies that have allowed them to tell the street that they can produce a billion and a half in the first year of ownership and two billion dollars in the second year. I'm talking about operating profit. Net net of cash, the current deal's valued at five point six billion. They're they're buying Sun for a song. Um, now so the market's betting on I think almost value destruction here. I to uh, to allow this kind of a transaction to occur. Um, and not have a had a more dramatic impact on Oracle's uh, own stock price. Well, so basically, things are a changing in technology. Well, Maybe people think they'll lose the well, edge that's driving is, those margins. Well, well storage is uh, you know critical. So in terms of uh, long term growth, how do they make such a high margin, and how is it sustainable? Isn't everyone targeting their markets? I mean. That's what I'd worry about. Well, but they have a so huge lucrative. share of the installed base. And you're of right what? about how lucrative it is. What's the installed yeah, They were base? earning uh, 35 to 40% operating margins in the early part of this decade. Now they're in the 40 
to 47 range. A lot of operating system changes coming. Return on capital in the low 20s. Uh, they have a little bit of leverage on the balance sheet, but they also, have, you know, the cashed offset. I have no idea. I mean, they may have a, a lock. I don't know. If they do, it's a buy. I'd say it's more like fourteen times cash. It's fourteen if times cash flow. They can maintain forty percent margins. That's it's worth. But it. there's no capex. And now these are numbers before the acquisition of Sun. It's about nine and a half times on enterprise value basis. According to Value Line, they're a quarter away from starting to put up positive year-over-year comps on revenue, and they think there's a 20% expected average return here over a three- to five-year period. I, why in the world they you know, wouldn't like it? Oh, look at that. It's a one. I found a stock that I I'm I doing that lately. With. It's just ORCL. Because I mean, everything I, has I, momentum I, to it, so... Yeah, almost everything. So that, of course, was on page number 2602. So out of character for you. And then the the third third stock I'm going to talk about today in the remaining, like, 10 seconds that I have is on page 2613. Also very cool. The first two numbers are twice the second two numbers. Um, This is a company called Synopsis. I've never heard of them. Their symbol is SNPS. Uh, did a billion three in revenue last year, has a market cap of three billion dollars at twenty eighty one, where it closed today. Stock's been underperforming madly since earlier this year uh, because it's gone nowhere while the markets had this major rally. So everybody else is caught up to this one. I, the thing that caught my eye is they have no debt and six dollars a share in cash on their balance sheet. So it's not really a $21 stock. It's really more like a $15 stock. So instead of it being, oh, nine and a half times cash flow, it's six and a half times. It's less than six times EBITDA on an enterprise value basis. So, um, you know, there was some uh, cyclical deterioration in revenue last cycle. Value Line doesn't expect to see any this time. I, I wonder if that's an updated view. Uh, they have some new products coming. There may be a story there. You'd want to do some work on this. But they also made a recent acquisition that got them into rapid prototyping, which is an area of been an area of significant growth, uh, particularly in uh, uh, the physical products world, if you will, consumer products, uh, industrial products. Uh, Value Line's looking for major excess return. I, hey, will you get out of the way? Um, and um, I like the I like the growth profile, or what I think is a growth profile here. For a very cheap price, take a look at SNPS. I'm going to say my favorite idea this week is that stock, SNPS. Wow, you saved the favorite for last. Well, yeah, I was of... doing it in page number order. That's why I don't always do it that way anymore. Huh. You're, you do it every which way. No one ever knows what you do. Your favorite idea? Uh, my favorite idea this week is going to be 1-800-Flowers.com. There's a lot of upside in this thing, and I think it's a cheap price. Bye, so everyone. So we'll see you next week.